Hey, thanks again for tuning in to Their Stories with Dustin Anderson. You know, the podcast journey has been fantastic so far. We've been learning about people and their challenges, their highs, their lows, their dreams, their heartaches, everything that makes them who they are. The whole point of learning about somebody's story. And I want to thank you again for sharing this podcast. And if you haven't yet, I please ask you to share this podcast with somebody that you may know, somebody that, well, can can connect because we all can connect with the stories that we're listening to. Well, today's story starts a new journey, a new journey that I have not done before, connecting with complete strangers that I've never talked to before in person. Yes, I've talked with them via text message and learning about more about what their story is all about, but I haven't had a chance to really connect with them. Now, today's story starts with Ashley, and Ashley talks about her passion and her dreams of life, and her passion is to help women build a business that they love where they can work from anywhere and chase their dreams. Now, Ashley's backstory starts with her losing her teaching job and to where she was questioning herself to how am I going to support myself and my daughter? Now, she had a laptop, a camera, and mediocre computer skills, but how can she turn those three things into a business of passion and skill? Ashley inspires women to organize the overwhelm and find clarity in their calling. Ashley started a business when she was facing a nine-year prison sentence and decided that she was going to create the life of her dreams and had a laptop, a camera, and a six-month-old baby. Had to repeat that because that is amazing to start with. She dove right into entrepreneurship. Now her passion is helping women face fear and create a life of profit and purpose. Today's podcast is the journey of Ashley, and we look forward to hearing more from her. Six, six episodes in already, and we have been listening to some great stories so far from Sibley to Joe to Alex and Sydney. So many stories, but today's podcast is special because it's the first one that I really get to speak with a stranger, a complete stranger. But something cool about that is the whole point of the podcast is to learn something new, something about someone's journey, their story, and how we can learn from it, how we can connect from it. We have Ashley Hike on the podcast today. Ashley, thank you again for being here on this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, this is exciting because this is obviously something new. Uh, I'm an educator. I am a, um, a counselor in, in my in my day job, I guess you could say. But I've I've been fascinated with podcasting, and one of the things that I like in in my in my graduate work of psychology it was learning about people and learning about people's stories. And what better way than just to talk with people themselves? So, tell us. Uh, just maybe a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, what do you what do you do right now? Before we get into your story, you know, what is your favorite food? I don't know, just a basic intro. Yeah, so I um, am Ashley, and I live in Denver, Colorado. Um, I've lived in Colorado my entire life. Um, 
I was a teacher for nine years um, and then I had some things happen in my life which I'll get into um, but that changed the trajectory of what I'm doing now. Um, I have a three-year-old daughter who um, I have built my life around and I enjoy helping people, inspiring people um, any way that I can. Um, I love doing arts and crafts in my free time. And um, we have a dog and she um, is actually blind, but we love her and um, that's our little family. Hey, that's pretty cool. And the beauty of when you when you talked about passion, one of the things that I love talking about with with young people, you know, especially teenagers, about finding their passion in life and and just going for it. And sometimes people struggle with that. People really struggle to find their passions. And one of the things that I talk about is uh, um, is the the energy in that passion. And but you're not just saying it and talking about it. You you do work around that Ashley right yeah so that's one of my goals and missions of my business is I truly believe everybody has a purpose and a calling um, and there's a difference between the two as well so our calling can change um, as we go throughout our life so I was a teacher for nine years and now I am a clarity and business coach so my calling has changed, but I truly believe that my purpose is to teach others. So as we go through our life, callings can change as we evolve and we change and we grow. But overall, um, I truly believe that we each have a purpose and within our purpose, we can make money and we can live a life that we truly love and we get excited to wake up every day um, to see what's going to happen and see who we can serve and who we can help. Um, so yeah, that is something I love helping people figure out and I usually use four questions to help people figure that out. One of those is, what am I naturally good at? The second question is, what do people already come to me for? A third question is, what does the world need or how can I help the world that I live in? And then four, how can I get paid in that aspect? So when you look at all four of those questions, they should have an overlap. And that's what I believe our purpose is. Wow. I mean, just the way you and I'm trying to write all these things down and it's, it's exciting because, you know, I really, you know, I've gone to a lot of different trainings and, 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 and classes in my professional life, but I've never heard that the difference between, like you said, the calling and the, and the purpose. I've, I've never, I've never heard that before. And so that's really intriguing. Yeah, and I think those are buzzwords that a lot of people have been using recently. And I think it's good to distinguish the differences between those because um, I I truly believe as we go through life like I have a calling as a mom I have a calling as a partner I have a calling as a supportive friend or a family member um, but that is different from what I'm meant to do in my career how I'm supposed to help people but overall those fit within my purpose um, so there's different layers of that and I think when we're living in our callings um, in our purpose if everyone was able to do that can you just imagine what the world would be like if we all did right. um, so <laughs> yeah I love it so you know before we really go into um, 
really the, the, the beauty of your story or what you do now, excuse me, Ashley, is uh, essentially you inspire others no matter what label is, is put on them. But before you even came up with that and, and do the work you do, you have a story to tell. And, and I think that's so important with stories is because we really can connect with the, the universal truths and, uh, about ourselves and the world, right? We can share passions and fears and sadness and hardships. We can do all of that in a story. And so yeah. this is your platform to talk about your story. And Ashley, I'm going to let you go. Yeah. So three uh, years ago, I was blessed with um, a baby girl. Um, I was a teacher. I'd been teaching for nine years. I taught everything from PE to severe special needs. Um, I loved teaching. It was what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life. It's what I went to school for. And I ended up in a abusive relationship and there happened to be an incident. And that night I ended up being arrested and I essentially lost everything except for my daughter that I had worked for. So I had lost my teaching position. I ended up selling my home um, that I was living in, moved back in with my parents, was going through a criminal case and also a custody case um, for my daughter. And I was approached by um, the Department of Education and they said, you can either come and appear in another court um, to keep your license or you can surrender it. So at this point, I had always wanted to own my own business. And I remember my dad telling me, this is your chance to do that. And if you decide to surrender your license, go full force into what you're doing and don't look back. And so at that point I had my laptop computer, I had a camera and my six month old baby. So when she was taking naps um, or sleeping, I would take pictures in my parents' basement and I would sell them for websites or Instagram for branding for small businesses. Um, I sold my first $6 bundle and that was the moment where I was like, okay, I can do this. Like I can make this happen. Um, so at that point I went full force um, into that. I also became a social media manager um, and then taught myself graphic design, started helping small businesses in that way, and then uh, moved into websites as well. And during that time, people were asking a lot of questions about business and how to move forward and how to do things. So I really found myself still teaching just in a different classroom and didn't have any walls. And so now I help people find clarity in how to reach um, their vision and goals. But um, I think the thing that I'm most proud of is taking the situation that I was in and being able to ask myself what was the best step for me. So even in those really dark days where I didn't know what was going to happen, I was facing nine years of prison time and I had to pull myself out of the victim mindset and think what is my next best step. So I knew things were going to work out for the better. So I had trust in that. And so I moved forward with, okay, what's my next best step? And that was starting my business. That was following through with my probation orders. And so doing that 
I was able to grow and um, learn more about being my positive mindset, which has now led me to where I am now. Wow, thank you for, for being open and honest and telling that story. That's the whole point of a story, I believe, is being able to share, right, those, those ups, those downs, right, those hardships, the joys. And one of the things that really stood out to me is you said when your father said, if you're going to do this, go full force. I mean, mm-hmm. in that moment when he said that, did you did you ask yourself like let me let me think about that full force question for a couple of days or in that moment did you say yes yes I, I'm gonna go how, how did that how did that play out in your mind in that moment um so for me it was um I knew that this was what I needed to do was start a business and start helping people I didn't know what it would look like I didn't know exactly how I would help people but I knew that that was the path for me. And if I started taking steps, even if it was a tiny little step each day, I would figure it out along the way. And I think that's where people get hung up is because they see a vision or they have a dream, but they don't, they get overwhelmed with how to make it happen and how to make it work where the person who is going to be successful is they chip at it away every single day, just a little bit at a time. And when we do that and we take it step by step, we can see different options out in front of us and we can see what fits well or what's aligned. Or if maybe we take a step this way and we try something and it doesn't work, we're afraid of failure, but really we're just learning, okay, that doesn't work. Let's try something else. And then we can pivot. So that's what it meant for me to go full into it. And I come from Um, a long line of business owners from my family. So I knew it wasn't going to be something that was going to happen overnight where I'd be super successful or had a lot, have a lot of clients right off the bat. So I knew I needed to stick with it, um, to see it through. Um, so that's what it was for me, um, to really, even on the hard days when you don't want to show up, you're still showing up and you're still being consistent. Um, And that also builds that confidence and that positive mindset of this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, when you when you talked about uh, when you going back to the mindset or going to the mindset question, you know, one of the things that your 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 site says in your speaking uh, topics and your expertise is helping to create a positive mindset when facing the unknown. So you're facing a lot of unknowns uh, in this particular situation, right? And so you're not sure if it's gonna work out. And I think that's so important because I, I feel like in my experience with working with young people and, and getting them ready for school and getting them ready for college or making decisions when they're ready to take on the world, um, there's there's a lot of mindsets with from my experience as an educator is, but I don't know if it's going to work out. And I, and, I, and what happens if this thing happens or if I fail, it's, it's, it's this mindset right away. So what is something from to, to somebody out there that you would say to them right away, if they're having this type of mindset, that's not positive. That's a, it's a, it's almost like a fixed mindset. Maybe, um, what would you say to them? Yeah. So a lot of, I think when people think about trying something new, we always think, well, what if it doesn't work out? And we don't think about, well, what if it does work out? Or I'm going to put so much into it 
that even if I take a, I have a misstep or I do something that doesn't work out, I can try it again or I can try it in a different way so that it does work out. And I have enough faith in myself. If any, if I'm going to put money on anybody, I want to put money on myself because I know I'm going to be able to figure it out. And I think that comes with the confidence of trying things and having a positive mindset. And we keep talking about a positive mindset. And I think some of the key attributes of having one is having an attitude for gratitude. So being thankful for what you have, even if you're going through something really, really tough, there's always something that we can look at and be grateful for. So even when I was facing criminal charges and I didn't know what was gonna happen, I was still grateful that I had money to buy food for my daughter. I had a roof over my head even though I was living with my parents because it's not fun to go back to live with your parents when you're in right. your 30s. Right. And I think it's something that you have to continue working on and work on it every single day. You can't go from being a negative Nancy, let's say, to somebody who's super positive because you have to keep working on it. So like that when we're facing something unknown, it's being willing to be able to fail and take the risk and say, I'm gonna figure it out anyways, even if this doesn't work. Um, so, and a lot of, I had somebody ask me recently if we let young people fail enough. And in my opinion, I would say no, because we're not teaching them the problem solving skills that they need to know. I coached basketball for a really long time when I was teaching and I loved helping kids figure it out. So if it didn't work, what's something else you could try? And I think we need to give kids more opportunities to be able to do that because then when they are in their adult life and they're facing an obstacle, they can go, okay, these are things that I could do or how can I look at this situation saying, oh, how did I get here? Why is this happening to me? We start to change our perspective to how is this happening for me? So in my story specifically, yeah, I could look at it as I lost my job, I lost everything I lost, and I'm never going to get it back. But when I asked myself the question, well, how is this happening for me? I took it as an opportunity at, to build what I wanted my life to look like. So starting from ground zero, what is something I'm passionate about? What do I want to do every day? What do I want my life to look like? Um, so that process just happens a little bit at a time. We always want to rush things, but I don't think you can rush things when you're taking a risk and you need to be consistent. So I definitely think starting with what you have and just trusting yourself to keep going and building those, that mindset is what people need to do. That's powerful. I mean, what you just described, uh, I mean, I, I can talk about that with, with other people. I mean, I, I will be able to use this story as, as really um, a, a platform, a, a, a solid message. I just had a conversation with somebody today and about how they had an event uh, in their life happen. And, um, you know, they considered still, uh, their story was about a, a first world problem, uh, but they were able to take that and, and develop this new attitude for what they had in front of them yeah. and, and again your story and her story way different but at the same time it goes down to having this 
this attitude and she just she looks at things differently now because of this moment that happened in life where she was disappointed at the start or at that moment but how she just she is so thankful for the opportunity even like you said you were thankful for just being able to have money to provide food for your daughter mm-hmm. right and and she she said the same thing in a lot of ways she was just thankful hey guess what i i have a bed to go into tonight <laughs> just yeah something simple as that but you talked about how it doesn't happen right over overnight you know having that mindset right i mean the brain is a muscle and in the way that you train just like you train your body's muscles it's not gonna you know i can't have six-pack abs right overnight mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with 40 yeah. push-ups it's going to take many days to work at that and so i, I think that for, for mine and i don't know you can offer your thoughts but i, I feel like maybe people have this type of instant gratification oh uh click of a button click of a button things mm-hmm. can happen well wait a minute it, it doesn't happen that way so i mean what do you say to, do, do people come into your program with with the you know the 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 mindset um, mindset piece or um, other components of your program with this being skeptical like oh come on come on Ashley can you really help me you know do are people skeptical I think people are skeptical but I think also people have an unrealistic expectation of how um, quickly they should see a profit or they should see some kind of change when we look at social media and we see people selling out courses or their programs and different things, because I help people create their vision and um, take steps towards that. When we're on social media and we see people doing all these things, we think, oh, well, I'm gonna make a course and it's gonna sell out and I'm gonna make thousands of dollars. So when someone launches a course and then they're like, oh, I only sold two, And I'm like, that's great. Like, this is the first time you've ever sold something online. Like, that's an amazing accomplishment. When we see everything else happening and we people having success, we don't see all the times where they tried something and it didn't work or they've sold other courses and they've built how like their sales funnel or they've built something to where they can sell more or how they engage with other people so people want to buy from them. So I think it's more they have an unrealistic expectation of what it will look like once they get out. But that passive income usually isn't passive at the beginning and you have to really work on it and try different things and pivot. Um, So I think, but if you're willing like I said before, to put in the work to continue trying things that um, you will see success, but it comes over time. Um, Just like a flower or a plant, you have to plant the seed and you're not gonna have a flower the next day. You gotta water it, you gotta put time into it, you gotta put effort into it. We're also growing as we go through that process and it's uncomfortable. I tell a lot of my clients, the first thing that you need to do is be comfortable being uncomfortable because the unknown when you face things in life or we're building a business or something happens to us and we don't know what's going to happen we have to be uncomfortable with that unknown space because if we are functioning in that unknown space and making um, quick reactions to what's going on we can find ourselves in a deeper hole so taking that time to reflect and really feel out things 
and feel what's most aligned, I think people miss that step because they don't want to be uncomfortable. But when we're able to be uncomfortable and try different things, that's where the magic is and that's where we grow to what we need to be for our calling and our purpose. Amen to that. You know, one of the things that, uh, of course, in, in your story, right, you, you probably you essentially had two options. You could have just sat back and moped and upset and just sat on the couch and put on a whole series of uh, shows on Hulu. I mean, you could have easily just and did that for a long period of time, but you, you, it, it, your story doesn't tell us that. Your story tells us, okay, yep, I got to grab the bull by the horns. Now, is that going to be hard to do? Yes, right. And, and one of the things, Ashley, I'm going to touch up on your site here. Uh, one of your topics is uh, ways to sit with fear, worry, and doubts in your struggles. Tell us, I mean, what does that mean? Yeah, so, I mean, my story might look like I automatically just flipped a switch and I faced the fears, overcame it really fast, and that's not um, that's not the truth. Uh, I spent a lot of time journaling. I spent a lot of time in my counselor's office overcoming these things, facing these things, and I think when we truly sit journaling, meditating, praying, whatever you find to be helpful for you. Um, that is what you need to be doing. And that's where we grow. Um, so sitting with the fear of facing jail time, I had two choices. Yes, I could sit and not do anything or I could start something or start rebuilding so that because I knew deep down that I wasn't going to be in jail. So I needed to start taking steps towards what I wanted to be. So making a vision board or writing down a list of what you want to man like manifest or what you're praying for. Um, all of those things are what you can do while you're sitting in the fear and the doubt. Um, it's hard to do because it can seem unreachable so out of reach that you can't make it happen. But I can tell you from somebody who wrote down, I looked at it this morning, actually, I wrote down a list of things that I wanted to do. And one of those things is helping struggling, uh, financially struggling single moms build a business. And I recently started mentoring single moms and I have an opportunity to see one of the things that I wrote down come true. So when we are facing those fears and the unknown, I think the best thing that you can do is start thinking about what you want your future to look like and start taking steps towards that. Um, so gratitude lists, yoga, meditation, moving your body, listening to podcasts, reading books, making a vision board. Those are all things that we can do in that space where we start to take our control back instead of the things happening around us we have control over those things and control I, I like that idea the control of our life and instead of just you know you, you talk about in that point you know sit with fear how to worry how to sit with all of that and, and, and build off of that and, and take action on that as well and, and again I you know I recently I'm not going to go into my story because this is not my story, but uh, I, I, I try to take your information, your story, and, and I like to connect it with how it goes in my life and what I'm doing and what you did. And I mean, realize it's it's two different chapters um, in two different stories, but 
that's how my brain connects. And that's the whole point of the podcast is uh, I've had people listen and then they've said, hey, Dustin, uh, wow, I, yes, I can totally relate to that. That is something that I have done before and it makes me think differently on on this idea. And so I think that's so important. I mean, I, I just I graduated now uh, back in May with my master's in psychology. And so I had this idea, um, actually, that, oh, I graduated my master's. I'm going to work right in higher education right away. I'm ready to go. But I realized that it was going to take more work. And um, I, I had two choices. I could have just sat there and just, but I have my master's and jobs are going to come to me. Well, it doesn't work that way. I have to go out and work hard to, uh, to make sure that I'm prepared and I'm professional mm-hmm. and, and work hard to get those, uh, get a job. And, and 30 interviews later, you know, here it is. And I know it's two different things, but, it, you know, I, I used a lot of those components that you talked about today with my notebook right in front of me, full of notes already from you, Ashley, um, <laughs> things that, that I did as well. So I know um, that that... I, I mean, I, I totally respect to, to the work that you do, right? And and really what sticks out about me is is you're a clarity coach. Um, I've heard of life coaches before. I've, I mean, I'm a, I was a soccer coach myself. Uh, you were a basketball coach. I mean, um, and you even talked about being a teacher. And sometimes we think about being a teacher. Yes, it's in this building, four, four walls, but that's not true, right? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's, it's something that even I just clicked in my head when you said that earlier like yeah there's so many different types of teachers out there it's not this just typical person inside of a building and so what when you tell people that you're a clarity coach I mean you got the 11 second elevator speech uh what do you what do you say to somebody yeah so I believe that we all have some a vision or a dream that's been put into our mind And it could be anything from starting a business to having a family to writing a book or starting a podcast or um, being a public speaker. Whatever your big dream is, we have nudges and we need to help organize the overwhelm because when we think about that as a whole, it can be super overwhelming. So I help you take your goal what you want to do and break it down backwards. So if you want to launch a podcast, we would pick a date and then we start moving backwards and we, okay, you need to have interviews with people. You need to know what kind of equipment. So what do we need to do first? So then we would make a timeline and organize the overwhelm. So we're doing one to two things a day and then we're building that confidence muscle and I'm holding you accountable and then we reach our goal. If we don't hit the exact date, that's fine. But if we're working with a goal and we don't have a date, in my opinion, it's not gonna happen. So the date is the most important thing. That's the first thing I have my clients do is write down a date. Um, And if we hit it, amazing. Sometimes things happen, life happens and we need to move it back and that's okay. But if we don't put a time stamp on it, Um, I truly believe it's never going to happen. Just like if you don't write things down in your calendar, it's not going to happen. Yeah, isn't that true? I mean, without my calendar, uh, I would be forgetting a lot of things. Um, That's that's for sure. Even professional, personal things as well. One of the things I want to draw attention to your website, AshleyAnnCreates.com. One of the things, or there's a part in there that I just love. You say that, I believe that. One of the stars says you are equipped. The next one says you are magical AF. I love that. (laughs) I think that is is so true. You say no one else has your magic. Um, And that's so true. I mean, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so just like my story, we all have a story or we all have something that we're naturally 
gifted in and we can use that to make the world a better place to live in purpose to live in our calling and i want we all have it within us but we're afraid to unleash it or something holds us back a, a limiting belief or we see other people do it but i can't do it because i don't have the confidence to so it we already have what we need to succeed when i started with my computer and my camera i didn't know that i was going to end up teaching courses and helping people find clarity but i knew i had a, a laptop and a way to make money so i had what i needed to start so if we don't start then we can't see the end of the staircase so we all have it within us but you need to start and we all have something to give that makes us special and makes um, us magical and um so I truly believe everybody has something in them to give um, and a purpose and a calling. So it's my job just to help you see what steps you can take to get there. What a, what a positive way to say that. What a, I mean, inspirational, uh, you know, and I think that is so important, especially in today's world where there's been a lot of struggle for many people, uh, you know, during this time and 2020, 2021. And I think that, uh, you know, we need more, uh, clarity coaches, uh, an overcomer, a uh, teacher in, in your capacity. I think that's so uh, very important. Um, and, and, you know, actually one of the things that I, when I grew up is I always wanted to be a teacher and, you know, people said, teacher, you know, you got to go and teach and go in the classroom and do this grade and that grade in this building, you know, but I realized at one point um, that I wanted to be a teacher, but not essentially in the classroom. I wanted to find another way to be a teacher. I ended up becoming a director of a boys and girls clubs, which I absolutely loved that position. That was one of my best jobs. I didn't need a job. It was it was who I was, and and I think that people didn't realize that yes, I I was a teacher still, <laughs> um, yeah. but just in a different way, right? Yeah, and I think that's an important thing to point out because even Oprah called herself a teacher, and she interviewed people. So anybody who has a podcast that's providing value and providing information is a teacher. As a parent, we're a teacher. As a friend, we're a teacher because people come to us for advice. Teachers are everywhere. And I think that was a big turning point for me as well um, to know I can be a teacher at anything that I do. Um, and my classroom doesn't have to have walls, doesn't have to have any walls. So starting a YouTube, a podcast, or just sharing stuff on Instagram, we're teaching other people, inspiring other people, motivating other people. Um, and that's what a teacher is, right? Inspiring other people to be their best selves. So that's what I think a teacher is. And I think anybody can be a teacher, um, in any aspect. Yeah, and speaking of Oprah, you uh, when you mentioned her, uh, she said, passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. So it's kind of funny that I had that quote up and you mentioned uh, Oprah, so, uh, which is, which is uh, really cool to see that. And I said earlier, I said that story is, you know, in the stories, you know, not your typical, you know, ancient tradition stories or legends or myths or fairy tales. These types of stories that we talk about today are the ones that uh, connect us to the universal truths about ourselves and our world, right? We share our passions and our fears, our sadnesses, but how we can connect with each other's uh, uh, as human beings. And I think that's so, that's so, um, 
it's priceless, really, when you think about it. It, it really is in, in your in your um, in your story in your journey. But you know, how do people connect with you? When when I mean, I realize you have a website and you have um, great information on there. Uh, how people can connect with you, what you do, um, and how do you do your uh, your your coaching? Do you do it online, in person, in an office? How do you do that? Yeah, so I do my coaching virtually on Zoom. Um, when we have our scheduled meetings, we have a, an hour meeting. Um, so you, we can work together in different capacities of two calls a month, four calls a month, um, whatever works best for you and what you're working towards. In between those calls, um, I use an app called Marco Polo where we can video chat and send text messages back and forth. So. Um, if there's a tutorial that you need to know how to set up an email um, auto response or something like that, or if you're struggling with something on Instagram, I was teaching one of my clients a couple weeks ago how to do reels. Um, so I use that as well um, for in between calls. And then I actually spend a lot of time on Instagram um, connecting with people, sharing my story, inspiring other people. So my Instagram is at BeAshleyAnn. And um, that's where I spend a lot of my time is on Instagram, so. Well, I'll definitely be checking that out. But earlier you said, I, I have a few more questions, Ashley. Sure. Uh, one of the things you talked about earlier was you had an example about, say, if somebody wanted to uh, start a podcast and how you work with them on that. Now, if somebody came up to you and said, you know, Ashley, I have... Um, you know, I, I, I want to go to school, but I'm not really sure what college to go to. I, I'm not sure. Or a resume building or career uh, development. And I guess, can, can a teenager come to you versus uh, a 30-year-old? I mean, do you have an age limit? I mean, who, who comes no. to you? Yeah, I um, am open to work with any um, age range. I think that we all have something that we want to work towards or that we want to do that's been put on our heart for a reason because we were meant to fulfill that vision. Um, and when we fulfill that vision, then we help other people. Because if I didn't step into my purpose, then I wouldn't be able to help other people step into their purpose. So when we look at your vision as a whole, again, we would set a date of what it is. So if you're registering for schools, we're looking at, okay, we obviously need to be registered by certain times and then we can go backwards from there. Um, so it's the deconstruction of, I know I want a, w a website, for example. So I need to know what pages I need to have on my website and how to break it um, down backwards. Um, so what pictures would you need on the website or different things like that. So I have worked with people who wanna start a business or people who just wanna start telling their story or people who want to make a group or like a mastermind to help other women um, or people. So any, I like to work with anyone who has a vision and wants to fulfill a purpose. Um, and together we work through why you want to um, do that specific thing. A lot of people, when we're working on our visions and our purpose, we do need to have money or income, um, but we're looking more at the why behind that. So my why behind my why is to inspire and help other people step into their purpose um, and that's what fuels my why um, is helping and serving other people 
Absolutely. That's the beauty of it. I, I thank you for that. I, I think that um, it, it looks like there's various ways that people can connect with you. Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, looks like, uh, you know, and the website, AshleyAnnCreates.com. And of course, I will post information on this, uh, this episode uh, for people to go on there and look at. Uh, you know what people are saying, uh, what people are are you know um, you know going into with that, and of course, like you said, I mean, if you're gonna if they're gonna go and contact you, it's not like oh, I'm gonna contact Ashley, and here you go, Ashley, here's all the work to be done. No, no, uh, people have to do their part too, right? Yes, of course, and I think that that's the thing um, that people get hung up on is that they want all these things, they want the vision to come true, but they're not putting forth all the effort, even on those days we don't want to show up. Cause even I'm sure running the podcast too, there's days where we're not, we don't feel like recording or we don't feel like editing. And, but if we consistently show up and we expect the universe to show up too and support us, then that way, um, our dreams and our visions do come true. So yeah, you have to put in the work too. Uh, amen to that. So if you're listening and you're saying, hey, listen, I I, uh, I want to check out more, but be ready to work yourself. That is for sure. Um, actually, before we go, I, I want to ask you a couple of other questions, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, and I'm going to kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, <laughs> and we're going to talk about something fun here. And you say you're afraid of lizards, specifically iguanas. I mean, uh, <laughs> you're afraid of them. Why? How? <laughs> yeah. So, um this is probably my first memory i have of my life is i was two years old we were in a pet store and i turned the corner and there was this big long iguana and i looked at it and just started screaming <laughs> and so that's where that comes from um if i go into a pet store i kind of scan the entire store so i know where the reptiles are <laughs> and i maneuver the store um in that way so um i also when i travel like out of state and go to florida or mexico I'm always on the lookout for <laughs> lizards. So, <laughs> and people that are close to me know that. So, if they see one, they'll turn me kind of fast. Or like, oh, there's a lizard over there. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, thank you. Or on the flip side, um, my brothers and my sister will send me Instagram posts or things of an iguana. So I have to look at it. So it goes both ways. Yeah, that's what siblings do, right? They're having a hard time about it. Yeah. Um, so you said something about traveling to Mexico. I mean, do you travel a lot in your position? Um, I don't travel right now. I have not been traveling um, with things being, but now that things are opening, um, I would like to travel more, help more people. Um, so if there's any um, anything to inspire other people to follow what they're passionate, I would be more than willing to travel and come meet people. Um, so I do love to travel. It's just been something that I haven't been doing recently. No, totally understanding. If you ever get a chance to come to Minnesota, uh, you should come right in the heart of wintertime. But you're, you're, in, you're, you're in Colorado, right? So you probably yeah. experience snow. That's nothing new to you. And the last question I have to you, um, which I know you would get along with my wife, uh, obsessed with Christmas. She loves oh Christmas. <laughs> yes. What are you most obsessed with? Oh my, um, probably the decorations. So I put up my decorations November 1st. 
Um, And because I like Halloween's over, it's a family joke too. Like we know Ashley's setting up her Christmas tree November 1st. So I love the decorations, but it's just the traditions. So um, knowing I'm spending time with my family and my loved ones making cookies or opening pajamas on Christmas Eve, um, that's what I love about Christmas. And um, I love color and sparkle, so it just brings everything that I love together all at once. So Yeah, that's the beauty of it, right? I mean, the, the decorations. I mean, if I had it my way, and I, lo- I love Christmas, uh, but my <laughs> wife would say, if you had it your way, Dustin, you would have just the Christmas tree up, and that's the only <laughs> thing you would have. I mean, it's like, then go ahead. I, you can decorate as much as you want. Yeah. Um, but, and, um, yeah, the, that's the beauty of Christmas is is you, you a, a themed word, I think, that you say a lot is is love and and i think that's such a an important thing i love this and i love that um and that is that trains our mind um mm-hmm. and i think that is is really important i mean one of the things that w- when i was a director uh, one of the programs that we did was what we call pbis it was positive behavior interventions and supports and it was all about changing our mindset and how we talk to young people um instead of saying don't run in the hall don't do that it Mm -hmm. was walk in the hall or or, please do this it was all about changing our our words and and that takes time out of our right yeah even in just the way we talk to ourselves of like i can't do that changing that mindset to like okay, can I try it a different way? Or am I thinking about all the possibilities of how I can do that instead of saying I can't um, or I won't? Um, So yeah, it takes time, but I think if you can do that, it's just amazing. And you also start talking to other people um, in a more loving, kind way. And then they also start believing in themselves. So totally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, today's podcast, we talked about... um Having a positive mindset, learning about a story that that that, that really is somebody took a full force in in, in their decision, and uh, we learned a lot from that from a clarity coach, an overcomer, a teacher, somebody that says to inspire others, and and no matter what label is put on them, uh, they they can do that work. Ashley, any final words before we end today's podcast? Yeah, I just want to encourage anybody who has a vision to really know. Um, that you have what you need to start. So stop waiting. Look at your period of waiting as a period of preparation. What can you do now to prep yourself for the life that you want? Um, And just start. Amen. And and what is the best way to get a hold of you? Um, Instagram or my email um, that's on the website. So Instagram at BeAshleyAnn. Um, and my email is contact at ashleyannecreates.com. And in both of those, Ann does have an E, A-N-N-E. So. That, that's right. And we will we will definitely post that information to this episode so people can get a hold of you. And we will uh, hopefully uh, get people out there making their vision boards, getting ready to yeah. uh, take the world by the, by the horns and, and, and get ready to roll. Thank you again, Ashley, for being here. We very much appreciate that. Thank you so much, Justin. Thank you.